Welcome to the Student of the Game Fire Podcast with your host, Danny B. Today's guest is Miles Robertson, who has been in the fire service for the past three and a half years. Miles is a prime example of why making sure you should continue to contribute positively and act accordingly towards the fire service for future generations, because Miles is the future and has one hell of a mindset towards it. All listeners who are tuning into this podcast, whether a probationary member or senior member, should listen into the passion and drive Miles has. With that being said, I present Mr. Miles Robertson. Hey, how's it going? My name is uh, Miles Robertson. I'm a nobody from nowhere. I've been on the job now three years. Um, how I kind of got into the fire service is pretty cool. So my grandfather was farming for 35 years. And so I kind of grew up in the firehouse. Um, so when I was young, I wanted to either be a professional baseball player or a fireman. And I got I got to do the baseball thing for about a year. Then I had my daughter. And uh, so I started applying everywhere and I, I finally got on. Um, but kind of like a neat story that kind of comes with that is when I was in junior college, uh, I was doing some business managing stuff and for school. And I was walking down a hallway one night and uh, Captain Grillo, as I find out later, came up to me and was like, hey, man, uh, you ever thought about being a fireman? And I was like, well, actually, I have. He's like, well, I need you to come with me then. He's like, I'm having a class. I need some extra people. So I go and I sit down in his class and uh, he starts just talking about the job and his love for the job. So a little backstory on him. He spent 30 years with Hayward and Oakland combined. So back in like the 70s to like early 2000s, that dude was on some crazy fires, the Oakland Hills fire. Um, and his love for the job is kind of what I almost quit like baseball that day. 18 year old me was like, I'm going to go be a fireman. Like this dude makes me want to be a fireman. So that's kind of how I got into it. Um, I got hired during like the COVID freeze and all that stuff. So it was definitely an interesting time to be in recruit school than getting out into the field with all that kind of going on and uh, how different departments and jurisdictions were handling that. So that's kind of how I got into it. And now, now I'm here and going to be happier. I'm really, really uh, excited and humbled to be on your podcast, man. I appreciate you having me. Yeah. Yeah. No, not a problem. Um, like I said, this is what it's all about. Spreading the good word, just like that captain had a huge impact on you. I think every different individual I interview, somebody somewhere out there can relate to one of them and go, yep, I've been in this position and, you know, take it with a grain of salt and just remember to keep going. Uh, screw the mutts, remain hard charged. So yeah, no, we're Absolutely. good. Man. We're good. Absolutely. Um, so what, what do you feel like the culture should be within within a fire department regarding pride training calls and camaraderie what it should be so what it should be is that we are a mission above all else i don't think the us culture should be around as much as it is i know in some places it's a little bit different but where i'm at it's more us first um i can't speak to every company in my department but uh from the people i've spent some time around in mine uh it's more like hey man if we can't be safe, then how are we going to take care of the citizens? But, you know, that's needs to be mission first. I think it needs to be, you need to have as mo- much pride as possible in your company. Like this is who I am on and off the job. So you're representing your company in that, in that proper way. And yeah, I think that, 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 that would really change culture in a lot of places. If you took ownership of who you are in your firehouse and the people you're around and really invest into that, like just the five dudes or six or however big your firehouse is, 
just those dudes and invest, I think you'd see a giant turnaround in the fire service or even in your firehouse. Um, even if it's just you setting the initial tone, I think people will follow along because they want to be around something that's great. If you start showing that you really care about the small stuff, like detailing the engine or detailing tools, they're probably going to come up and be like, Hey man, like, how can I help? Cause I also want to show that kind of pride or be a, be a part of something that's great. Cause nobody wants to be a part of a losing team. They want to be part of winners. So if you start showing that you want to eat before you get out the door or winning in your firehouse, I think that'll translate outside and, you know, be, be, be the go-to company. No, I mean, everything you just said right there is was hundred percent factual. Like nobody, you know, I, at least I don't think that a firefighter wakes up and goes, you know, I want to be like crappy today. I, I, I want to be able to not stretch this line or not throw this ladder. I just think it's, they just need to be around the right mindset of individuals because you have guys, guys or gals that get burnt out guys or gals that are into the job, but it's just remaining focused and remembering the mission. And the mission is the people we serve. You know, you don't want to be that firefighter that shows up and you can't perform a skill because nowadays, anytime a big incident happens, everybody's got a 720p, 1080p camera in their hands and they're recording you. You don't want to be that guy that's on social media being mocked for not being able to perform a skill. So I 100% agree with uh, with your, your mentality on that. No, absolutely um, not. Nobody wants to be the slug on Instagram that everyone goes, man, that dude makes his department look bad. Right. You you know, if that video shows up on your feed later that day and you see, oh, oh we went to a house fire. Oh, I wonder if there's any pictures of me. Better yeah. not be the dude not doing jack for the rest <laughs> of your crew's working. I mean, I, that's not a good look. And, you know, I wouldn't want that for myself. I want to be like, that dude's busting his ass. Right, right, so. right. Uh, now, I mean, with, with you being on for such a short time, uh, what, besides the captain that you mentioned earlier that motivates you, uh, what keeps your love high? Like you definitely seem like a heart charger. So there's a couple fold to that. Um, I was at a slow house and I think that might've actually driven it a little bit more, not being around high performers and kind of wanting to know more about the job. So I had to personally invest into going to classes and conferences and trainings and then getting around those type of people who are out there on the road, away from their families, on their own time, most of them not really getting paid anything to be here, mm-hmm. coming and preaching the love of the job, the mission over everything. And then, they, you know, they start showing you skills that you've never seen before. Start. Yeah, I, I think I think that had a big thing of it, going to conferences initially and then finding like dudes on Instagram that you could DM and be like, hey, man. Uh, what could I do this better or that better? Kind of like how we connected a little bit. And yeah. um, now we're in, we're in this situation, but like uh, Mickey Farrell and uh, Chris Clark from Twisted Fire Industries out of uh-huh. North Carolina. Um, I met him. I was on the job like three months and I started talking to him and he was so passionate about just the hose deployment. And I was like, I've never been around someone like this. And he knows, you know, just, like I know there's basic stuff, but it's just like he's so passionate about flows and pump pressures and like, oh, this would be a better lay for this. And this is how we do short setbacks. And I was like, man, I want to be like that guy. I want to be so invested that I, my passion rubs off on other people. And so that's the first part of it. And the second part of it is my 
father was very not diff, not hard on us as kids, but he drove in a good work mentality. So if you're going to do something, you better be 100% into it. There's no half-assing anything I did as, as a child growing up. Um, and he emulated that. And I think that kind of was impression upon me to where it was like, okay, if you're going to do it, you better be passionate about it and you better love it or you're going to do terribly. You're not, if you're going to half-ass it the entire time, you're never going to be good at it. So that kind of goes back to what we talked about originally. No one wants to be a loser. So if you want to be a winner, you better work hard train hard and invest your own time into honing your skills and becoming better. Um, and then, you know, third part of that would be my, my own family. It's kind of selfish. Like I like going to fire conferences cause I like to train, but selfishly, like, um, <clears throat> selfishly, like I'm spending my own time away from my family cause it's something I enjoy. It's right. not as much as like a, uh, like, oh, I'm doing this to get a certificate or to better my career. It's, it's for me. It's personal. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, you know, I'd, I'd be doing a disservice to my children and my wife if I wasn't going out and doing those to preparing myself for whatever this job may throw at me. If I just sat around all day and rode the recliner or whatever. Um, so there's, there's, there's a little bit of that, you know, like David Goggins always talks about, like, who's going to carry the boats? Like, if you're not training, who someone else is going to be doing it and they're going to show you up on the fire ground. So you might as well, like you, you might as well go out and invest as much into yourself for personal or um, career gain and just do it. There's no, there's nothing against doing it. Um, there's scholarships out there to go to these conferences, uh, go cut some lawns. I mean, that's what I had to start doing. My wife was like, all right, no more, no more conferences. We can't, got it, can't do it. If you want to do it, you got to make some extra money. So go do something. If you want to go to conferences, there's a way to do it. There's a million micro conferences out there. There's some giant ones that are fantastic. Go be around dudes who love the job and I guarantee you'll get better at it. Well said. Sure. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, Chris Clark actually lives or works 30 minutes from where I live. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's I actually, awesome, I actually know uh, Chris Clark and uh, the eight up engine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Him, him and his brother. And his, him dad, and his brother. Uh, yeah. It's a family. It's a trio. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And which is awesome that, you know, you have a father and two sons who are very passionate about this job, can do the job and uh, yeah, have lots of experience doing it. No, it, well, like you said, I mean, that's all it takes is you stroke, you know, you going through your phone, looking at how he operates, how he stretches his lines, how he works out, how he trains. And you're like, that's, that's it. And, and that's the amazing thing with technology now. You know, before it was hard back, I'm sure back in the 90s, like nobody knew what a firefighter in California was doing and you lived on the East Coast. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, now absolutely. that you can see it and you can like copy it and it's great. And it's also good for others to hear this. As you stated, you reached out to him. He doesn't know you from Adam and bam, you guys just connected. That's all it takes is for the ad individual to reach out. If you're trying to better yourself, I'm telling you, 99% of these hard charges is what I call them that are trying to make the fire service better. If you reach out to them with any questions or whatever you may have, they are going to respond back to you. It may not be right away, but they will get back to you and, and will help you get better at this job. And that's what this whole that's what this whole platform is about. Like, I don't really know you per se, but I saw how, you know, there are certain things you post. And I'm like, this guy, you, you could just tell when, when somebody 
wants to have that drive. And what makes me feel really good about it is you've only been doing this for three and a half years, you know? So you're already, you're already out the gate starting positive and going towards your, your, your inclining, your trend is going up because that's what we need coming up because I can't do this job forever. I luckily, hopefully have only 14 years left and then I'm bowing out. It's retirement mode for me, but it's good to see that the future of the fire service is in good hands, man. So like I said, kudos to you for that. Well, I appreciate it, man. I mean, just what, you know, Mickey Farrell always talks about the senior man is at your fingertips. Go find someone that you like on the internet or within your own firehouse. Hopefully it's in your firehouse or your department, but if it's not go search it on the internet and be like, DM that guy. Hey man, I need whatever figured out for me or questions about the job. Maybe not figured out for you. That was a bad word, but, um, having difficulties on the job, reach out to them, man. There's so many people that are love the job that would love to talk to you. I have not had a single person yet tell me to go like F off. Like uh, I'm, I'm yeah. pretty, I'm pretty annoying. Like I'll yeah. DM dudes randomly. I have no business talking to. And they're like, yeah, here's my phone number. Yep. So go do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, go do it. I mean, yeah, it is crazy how like they don't know you. They'd be like, oh yeah, you got a question. Yeah. Here's my email. Or like to say, here's my number, call or text. And it's like, oh, seriously? Like, cool. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, as you stated before, uh, how important and, and this is and what I like about this is because you, you're new and I'm not trying to downplay that at all. It's it's a good thing. No, not at all. You're good. So, you know, there might be listeners out there who either have the same time or less time as you. How important is it for you to get outside of your own wheelhouse for training? Like how has going to these conferences benefited you? Because I, I want them to hear that. I think getting out of your comfort zone is has been the biggest thing for me. So like you go to like, a, I'm going to plug it, Smithfield Truck School or Bedford mm-hmm. Truck School, which are two huge ones near me. Mm-hmm. Um, those dudes have way more experience than you. They, they know you're going to fail when you come in there. And they're completely prepared to show you the correct way to do it and to be aggressive with it and become confident with it. A lot of people are really scared to go to conferences because they're scared of showing off their weaknesses. Go and attack your weaknesses, man. Like everybody knows you're good at doing X, but on the inside, how good are you really doing at something else? If that, if that kind of tracks, I'm I, kind of all over the place with that. No, one. you're but, good. I, I totally um, get And I think that was, that was the biggest thing for me, man, is like going out and everybody stretches differently for the most part, um, the hose loads are the same, but people, one man, two man, different lays in, different lays out. Everybody throws ladders differently. Everybody cuts roofs differently for the most part. If you get outside that IFSA book, real street experience is going to trump all of that. And you're going to learn so much and you're going to gain not just practical skill from it. It's going to rejuvenate you. Like when I go to these conferences, um, I'm not usually, you know, I'm not saying I'm beat down at work or like feeling burnt up. But when you go there and you're like, man, I don't know if I should be training in my firehouse every day or, mm-hmm. you know, you know, on the inside, I've been taking care of things around the house or whatever. You go down there, you get rejuvenated by the brothers and you leave just feeling absolutely fired up because you learned. And then you also went and had the fellowship with other dudes who can affirm your feelings on the job. Um, luckily, I don't have that problem where I go into my firehouse and get completely just squashed like we're just putting out your flame all the time so that's a blessing um but if you're having that or you don't know how to train or what to train on 
go to a conference, go to a hands-on conference um, and just watch how they handle themselves and how they go about business. And I think that'll just really open your eyes on how things you can be doing in your own firehouse with your own guys. And it, it's just a blessing, man. I love going. I just couldn't, couldn't, couldn't talk it up any more than it is. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. And like you said uh, before too, I know you mentioned earlier that the time away that you spend, you spend from your family, but a lot of these conferences are also uh, seeing that and catering to it where they encourage you to invite your spouses and bring your kids because they do the same. And that way a wife can be with B wife and their kids can play. And it's like, Oh, they have something in common that they can talk about. And it's just a big whole family where yes, you're taking the time away from them, but you're also bringing them along so they can also experience why you love going to these things so much. So, I mean, you know, for, for those that don't know, there are conferences that actually encourage you to invite your spouse and kids. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Carolina fire days in November, they have a spouse's event where they go and do stuff that you get to do. They get to hang out with other fire wives. Um, my wife's on the Facebook group. So that's always a blast to see what's going on. She's connected with people all over the country and um, it's kind of, if your wife's like, oh, I don't want you to be gone or struggling with your fire department. So get hooked up with other firemen and their wives within your department or outside of your department if you don't have that opportunity within. Um, and I think you'll definitely see a change at home as well. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, what do you love more, engine work or truck work? Or do you have a preference? I, I like truck more, truck work a lot more. Um, okay. So I've only, this is my first time on an engine uh, where I was at previously. I was on the truck. And I like the freedom of the truck, the thought process that kind of goes into the truck. Um, you know, if you're either riding bar, you're riding outside. Um, I never drove the truck, so I wasn't in that in that role. But I think there's just not a larger skill set that comes with riding the truck, but there's more responsibility that comes with that freedom um, and that uh, opportunity to operate in kind of your own space on the fire ground instead of being attached to that hose line. I think it takes a little bit more dedication and a little bit more focus and investment in the job to do it. Cause you're not going in with the protection of that hand line. You're going ahead of that line or you're going through a window and you're like, okay, well, I'm in this room. I got to read these conditions. I'm in this hallway. Conditions are X. I need to get to another room. I got to figure out an exit plan. Um, yeah. Or if you're outside coordinating vent and stuff with inside, going to the roof, things of that nature. I think, I don't know, in my opinion, I like the truck more. I, I, I like the, the freedom of the truck compared mm -hmm. to the engine. Um, and also when you go to fires, you're always working on the, on the engine. I've been outside more now than I have in the last, in the last <laughs> two and a half years. So um, I like that, you know, you get, you get, you get two specialties on boxes and you know, they're both going to work. So right. Always right. get work. Okay. All right. Um, whether this is, this can either be short-term or long-term, but what are your ultimate goals for being in the fire service? If we bring back captains, I'd like to be a captain on a truck. Um, if not, I'd like to be a lieutenant on the truck uh, eventually. Um, that's way, way, way down the road, uh, probably year 15 to 18. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I think that'd be great to not establish culture, but to continue to bring up a, a passionate truck company 
and have that like on, at, at the helm of that and helping guys grow underneath me into a passionate position. Someone that they can come to and be like, Hey man, I want to do this, this, and this. And you're like, all right, let's go do it. Let's hammer it out and just empower your people below you to be successful and love the job. So I think, I think that'd be a, an incredible opportunity um, when that day comes, but I'm not thinking about that anytime soon. So I'm going to continue to ride the step and um, enjoy life. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, even for me, like it took me 15 years to get promoted. I mean, I, I could have done, you know, I, I could have done it earlier, but I was just having so much fun in the back. And it was like, why, you know, and some people, some people don't get that. Some people some people's mindset is promote often, promote early. And that just wasn't my mentality. And if anybody out there listening, if, if that's your mentality, like you, you already, you seems like you already have a plan of 15 to 18 years. You want to be around that, that captain mark. Yep. And, that, and that's totally fine. Like you don't have to promote super early, you know, I mean, and everybody's going to tell you something different, but to me, it's ultimately up to the individual to decide whether they are ready or not for that next step. No, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, until you, until you asked me, I didn't even thought about promoting. So it was just like, a, hey, like, you know, I, I want to ride a truck. So if we bring captains back, I'll ride the truck as a captain. If they bring lieutenants, well, we have lieutenants, but um, then we'll just stay as a lieutenant, you know? Okay. Um, but yeah, ride the step as long as you can. Have fun. If you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. Um, so just enjoy the job. I mean, there's no reason to rush to the finish line of your career. It's going to come and go as, before you know it. So Yeah, I mean, definitely it goes by fast. Um, have you ever heard uh, of other individuals telling you like keeping a journal for yourself? Yes. Okay. I mean, I'm not sure if you did it. I wish back in the day, like when nobody told me that I heard it here recently and I was like, man, like I should have done that. Like all, any major incident you went on any fires, I should have like wrote it down. Cause you know, back then we, we, we don't have the pictures that were taken now. So yeah. you only kind of remember it through memory instead of actually having a, a true photo of it. So, you know, that also goes back to the saying of take the group shot, you know, so I know certain departments frown upon that. Yes. You need to be tasteful. Don't need to do it like right in front of the homeowner's home that <laughs> has burned down and they're still out there. Go like behind the truck or whatnot, but always remember to to, to take that shot. No, sure. abs absolutely. You're going to cherish those for the rest of your life. Like I go through my grandfather's stuff every once in a while to check it out. Or when his friends will call me, um, he passed away a couple of years ago and his friends will call me and be like, Hey man, uh, I'm looking for this photo. Do you have it? And I'll go through and he's got binders of photo over his 30 years in, on the job. And, and you can just see the joy in the job in those photos. And the fact that those guys are asking for those, mm -hmm. they miss it, man. They miss the job and they've been off now probably 15 years. Okay. So take, take the pictures. You're, you're definitely gonna regret it if you don't. Like I, I, we took a lot of pictures where I came from uh -huh. and I still wish I had more. I still wish I had more photos of me and the brothers. So, okay. um, absolutely. But no, I, uh, I just started taking a journal about a year ago. Okay. I heard somebody on a podcast talk about it and I was like, Hey, that'd be a great idea. Yeah, I, I probably should start doing that. So I can look back on it and see, you know, not just from a progression standpoint, but just like, man, what was I doing when I was 24 years old? Like, what was I up to? Yep. What was I thinking? So I think that'd be great. And and I'm telling you from experience, man, it goes by fast. Like literally I'm on my 16th year and it's like, where the hell did time go? Like, and, and that's the thing. Cause when you go to work, it's not like, it's not just a job. No. You know, I look at um, P 
people that go into work every day, you know, they're carrying their briefcases and they got their coffee and whatnot. And it's like the same, the same mundane procedure. But for me, it's every day is different. You don't know what kind of call you get. You don't know what's going to happen, but it does go by fast. And for those listening, seriously, you need to remember, it does go by quickly. Before you know it, you'll be five years, 10 years, 15, 20. And then it's like, start planning for retirement. So keep that, you know, in the back of your mind as well. No, absolutely. I don't know anybody in my friend group, that's not a fireman, that enjoys going to work. Yep. Like, they're like, oh man, sorry, you don't get to make it to this party. It's like, I'm good, man. Like, I'm gonna be at the firehouse. I'm with my (laughs) friends. Maybe we're gonna run a fire. Who knows, man? Like, you guys haven't, you guys have fun enjoying the two days out of the week. Mm -hmm. Um, What is that? Like, how many weeks? Like eight days a month that you enjoy, like not being at work. I'm going to enjoy every single day because either I'm with my family or I'm with my firehouse family enjoying the firehouse. So I'll take that over riding the desk any day. Yeah. Preach. No, hundred percent. Those, those are hundred percent facts on that one. Uh, You you mentioned your, your grandfather Mm -hmm. was a, was a, was a fireman. And what about your dad? My dad was not, my dad was in the military. Okay. So is it just you and your grandfather? So, so me, so me, my grandfather and my brother actually just uh, graduated probation yesterday. So, okay. yeah, so I got him into the fire service too. So he's ate up with it. Uh, actually the dude's house I'm sitting in right now. It's, it's, uh, so. uh, younger or older? Younger. So I'm the oldest of five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I had a, so two out of five will be in the fire service. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Awesome. So we're, we're going to keep rolling. Maybe we'll get the next two. Awesome. Um, so. We'll see. And uh, you mentioned you have uh, kids or any, uh, I'm not trying to sound like sexist or anything, but do you have any boys? I do not, no. I have two little girls. Two girls. Three and one. I'm in the uh, the girl dad club with you too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, it's something totally different, but definitely enjoyable. Um, But if they decided to, hey, dad, like we want to be farming too, would you just kind of, all right, this is is what you're going to entail. This is what you got to do to... To, you know, to get the job done. Absolutely. I have, you know, male or female, I think the standard is the standard. Um, and I don't think that should be biased based on male or female at all. I think that right. is, uh, we have a, an oath to uphold and mm-hmm. the citizens don't care who shows up. They just want That's the right. best. That's right. So, and they don't care, uh, sex, creed, religion, color. They just need help when they call 911. It's not like, you know, they 911, what's your emergency? Oh, the, such and such house on fire. Would you like a white male, black male? Uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, they, no, they, don't, they, care. they, they don't send whoever's going to get the job done. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. absolutely. And if an alien's evading, they're better firemen than us. They're probably going to ask for them. So, <laughs> you know, I don't, you know, I don't think anyone's going to, when people have emergencies, all care for who comes as long as there's help goes out the window. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, in your opinion, what key elements or factors do you think are needed to make a good firefighter passion. I think if you're not passionate about it, the job's going to be real cool for a year because it's super cool. I mean, Mm -hmm. I still, I mean, it's the coolest job in the world in my opinion, but the cool factor will wear off as the bad calls roll in and people start holding you accountable for the things that you were unable to do. So if you're not passionate about the job or love the job, you're going to get burnt out super quick. Um, I mean, you probably see it. You're talking about having a young guy. I'm not saying he's good or bad, but like if he came in and wasn't passionate about the job, 
it'd probably be tough to have a conversation with them, especially early on in their career. Cause mm -hmm. you're like, Hey man, like you just came out, this should be all fresh, amazing, new information, dopamine being released in your brain every time you go to a cool call. Right. Um, but yeah, I think passion above all else will carry you through this career and discipline on the job. Cause motivation will come and go to train. If you're disciplined in your training in the weight room in the books, uh, and I'm not talking like ifs to books, I'm talking about reading real books that yeah. actually do you good. Um, and training that that's going to carry you through your career. It's going to keep you in love with the job as well. And learning, I think a lot of people get burned out air quotes because they get bored with the job because they don't push themselves to learn. So if you're able to stay passionate in the job, that's just going to catapult you. I mean, and it's going to put you above probably 80% of your department, mm -hmm. just love what you do. And I, you're never going to work and you're just going to want to know more and grow and enjoy every day at the firehouse. All right. Uh, what kind of uh, drill do you like to do? Like, you know, what's your favorite topic? Like if your captain's like, hey, hey, Miles, we're going to drill today. What do you want to do? What's your go to? Like, you know, because every every fireman likes something. You know, we don't we don't like everything like me. If it if it's ropes, I'm like, eh. like I'll do it to yeah. learn ropes, but it's not my favorite thing. So what's your niche? Um, so before, when I rode the truck, I really enjoyed forcible entry and um, like doing anything with forcible entry. So we would do uh, blackout, go force a door, search around in a room, come back and force your way out. Okay. Um, so that was fun. It was real quick, down and dirty. It probably took like 20 minutes to get everyone through. It's not nothing crazy. You don't even have to go on air. Like if you don't have a cascade system in your firehouse or whatever, um, or we'd always, we would race to clear the ladder bed who could clear mm. the ladder bed the quickest and then get mass up okay so that's quick and it's just real fast stuff you're like hey who wants to go outside and compete you know firemen like to like to like i said earlier want to be winners so mm -hmm. who's the best in the firehouse who's mm -hmm. going to carry the big stick for the next week so you get around a bunch of dogs they want to they want to go compete so it's going to push you to be better and it's also going to be fun like there's no better than you know telling the last guy he sucks right and then you know, but the, the great thing about that is you tell him he sucks, he'll probably be out in the bay later that night masking up or throwing mm -hmm. ladders and you're going to catch his ass at like two in the morning after a run. Be like, what are you doing? And then that starts another training. Yep. More dudes are out there. Yeah. Um, now being on the engine, uh, short setback or anything we're stretching up stairwells, like garden style stuff. Um, that's been fun because we, the district I'm in right now, they're not a big fan of us coming out and playing in their homes. Um, so I think that'll change when I, if I change districts and go a little bit farther out East, okay. but, um, where I'm at right now, there's some nice homes and, uh, some nice apartment complexes and they're not a big fan of the fire department showing up, pulling lines off, going up stairwells, masking up, acting like things are, are going wrong. Wow. Everybody starts freaking out. They're like, Oh, is the house on fire? No, 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 no. We're just, we're just, Oh, Oh, okay. And the management will show up. No, you didn't ask us. And okay. All right. Well, we'll see you later. Yeah. So short setback stuff. Um, you just put the engine in a weird spot and go pull a line to like something just out of the way, throw obstacles in the way and just go have fun. Okay. Uh, what kind of uh, lines are, are you guys uh, having on your engines? We have modified Minimans, pre-connects. Minimans. Pre yeah. Okay. Everything off the rear or coming off side? So we have uh, all of our inch and three quarter hand lines are off the sides. Okay. And then our deuce and a half and um, long lines come off the rear. All right. Awesome. Uh, what kind of nozzles? 
We use TFT smooth bores and TFT metros. Oh, okay. I've yes. never heard the metros. So they're just um they're just fog nozzles. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. yeah, they're, they're just called metros. Okay. Um low hose beds or highs? <laughs> so our new engines are low uh-huh. and everybody else rides monster trucks. So right now we're on a 2003 reserve. Um, I'm six foot five and I have to jump up onto the um, LDH. Yeah. Or the tailboard. Yeah. And the tailboard mm-hmm. to get the long line off the rear, but mm-hmm. on the sides, I have to jump up onto the, um, we have like little trays to hold our five inch yeah. for, uh, for like spot the hydrant. We pump to the next engine. Uh-huh. I have to climb up on that, then reach up and grab it, pull it down. Uh, those things are tall, man. The engines are like 10 and a half foot tall. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it, and you know, it was, it's funny because like back then or whenever that was, whatever year, I don't know exactly, but you know, that was like the go-to when you spec your engine, I want this, that, and the hose pull was kind of an afterthought, but now 2022, 2023, low hose beds are in, man. Like everybody's Absolutely. like low hose beds, everything off the rear. And it's just amazing. The evolvement because it's like ebb and flow, you know, I'm sure low low hose beds were popular at some point in the fire service, and then it declined, and then we went back to high, and then now it's no low. Everything's got to be low. So it's just funny how it's just a just a cycle. No, absolutely, and it's funny like you you like look around. It's just the suburban departments that are really like going through these fluxes. Like the snake oil salesmen come in and sell them whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you look at like the big city departments, like New York's and DC's and Chicago's, they've always had low hose beds. Yep. Um, so I think it's just funny. Like people are like, oh, you have a what? And you go and talk to those guys or they come down. I got some friends working in the FD, FDMY and they came down and they saw our engine and they're like, yeah, why does, why does it come? Why does it come off the side? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? And uh, they're like, why is it so tall? I was like, I don't, dude, don't ask me questions. I don't know answers to. Yeah, uh, it was before my time. I, yeah. I had no input in those decisions made. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with your ladders, uh, I, I know you you said you mentioned earlier you guys like to do the whole you know dump the bed. Uh, do you have a thirty five? We do. Uh, what's your thought on or what's your thought and or have you thrown a thirty five yourself? I have. So. My old department, we used alkalites, which are not light. Yeah, um, yeah right. I know. So we used uh, three section 35s, Woo! which was the, uh, it's 177 pound ladder, something, yeah. like something like that. And uh, the new department I work for, we use two section duo safes, which are actually pretty light, 200, 122 pounds. So that's a, it's a good deal. But no, absolutely. If you're the driver of that truck and you can't throw every ladder on that truck, you shouldn't be driving that truck. And that's, and that's just facts. I don't care who you are. I mean, that ladders have to come off and that means all the ladders. Yes, I agree with you. Here's my one question. Okay. Are you throwing that 35, uh, I don't know, I call it, I just, when I'm, when I mean throw it, are you throwing it just off your shoulder mm-hmm. or are you using like a house or a base to raise it? Um. So with the three section, um, I had to set it down and then walk it up, uh, walk it up. Okay. Okay. With, gotcha. With the two section, I can throw it off the shoulder. Okay. Yep. It's easier to throw it on the shoulder when you have like grass, mm-hmm. but, um, I recently came into a video and it's not new, but I've never seen it. <clears throat> so it, it, it's a video that showed if you have to throw it in which, when I talked to my training captain, he's like, 
I get what you're what you're trying to do, but you probably would never have a situation where you don't have something to throw it against. But he's like, just in case you do, I saw a video where you can um, have rope and like a carabiner or something tied off the bottom rung, keep the rope tight, and you can use it as like a tight rope and walk it up, and the rope will actually hold as a friction point where it won't slide in case you're throwing it just on pure concrete. Okay. It's yeah. like, oh crap, like that makes sense. But in, when I when I was ten, telling my training captain that he was like, I get what you're saying, but seriously, if you if you think about it, you're never gonna throw a ladder, like single man throw ladder on concrete without something to to catch the the butt or the spurs, if you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we actually have that on our 20 foot ladders, our straight ladders. Okay. Uh, okay. yeah, that we actually went over that. That's actually pretty funny. We went over that with running riding overtime yesterday on the truck, and um, I'd never seen it. And they were like, Yeah, let me, let me show you, let me, let me get your learn on real quick. Yeah, that is very yeah. interesting. So, that's that's funny that you mentioned that. That's that's great. Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show you. And this, I, I wanted to learn how to come up with something, and I YouTubed it. And, and like I said, this, uh, this is a disclaimer for those listening. Not everything you see on the internet is 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 like true, you know. There's some stuff you're gonna have to you're gonna have to. Uh, what's the word? I just had the word in my head. Uh, you're gonna have to vet some of this information. You know, you can't always go off of wh- whatever the person's saying is the gospel. But there's so many training videos you can watch out there where if you are on a company that's not motivated or your company officer doesn't really want to train a lot. Man, you can watch it on YouTube and then go out in the bay and and perform it. And it's it's awesome. It's just great how technology is for the fire service right now. No, absolutely. If you want to learn how to flake out a hose differently, go watch a YouTube video. Examine that YouTube video. Just like you were saying, you got to vet that stuff, man. Like mm-hmm. they might run a completely different hose setup than you and it works for them. So watch exactly. how that stuff is laid out. Right. If it's laid out similar to what you got, take it to the bay. Just go do it. Go try it four or five times and see how it works out for you. Um, it might look silky smooth for them because they've been doing it since rookie school. Uh, it might not be the best option for you. And even in your district, like mm-hmm. that might work for their district. Like AAA works good for Stockton and Houston. It yeah. don't, it don't work good uh, where I live. Yeah. And it, it, <laughs> it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work because they have short setbacks and they can run them right to the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I, uh, Anybody from Houston gets upset about that. Uh, my bad. No, no. I, I, we I don't like the fine. AAA here on the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're fine. But it's funny you mentioned because, I mean, I'm sure because you mentioned that you watch it like Stockton, man. That place is fucking jam up. Like yeah, I watch. Jam up dudes. I, granted, they've been a little lacking here. Uh, if anybody from Stockton's listening, hey, tell your PIO, we need more videos. Like they were good consistently. Absolutely. Here lately, it's like, where the hell are the Stockton videos? Dude, I love, dude, I love, I've seen, and it's just, they go to jobs, but the men and women of Stockton, man, they got their shit down pat. And I think if, you know, talking about Stockton, I agree with you. They have not put out videos in a little bit, and it has been disappointing. But, uh, if you watch their videos, if there's any takeaway, if you're like, oh, we don't use that hose loader, we would never do this or that. Watch how disciplined mm-hmm. they are on the fire ground. Yep. Everyone does their job to a T. And those they, discipline on the fire ground is huge. Um, I know in smaller departments, they have the manpower. You kind of got to do everything. But if you're in a right. larger department and you feel like everything's kind of a mess, maybe start you know looking into how disciplined your company is. 
or the dudes around you and be like, Hey man, maybe you should just do your job. No, I hundred percent agree, man. I mean, like I said, my, my wife would be sitting there like, what are you watching? I'm watching a structure fire that stocks is going to. She's like, okay, whatever. I'm like, it's fire porn. You're good. Like go do yeah. something, <laughs> go, go do something else. But no, man, like you said, they're dialed in and yeah, you don't need to necessarily do the tactics that they do. But like you said, watch how they operate, how the officer communicates to his fireman, how hell, half the time he doesn't really have to tell his fireman anything. The fireman's getting off, scratching the line, getting it flaked out, ready to go. And the mask up time's just taking the helmet off, boom, boom, boom. And then, yeah. So, no, uh, I, I, absolutely. Love stock, love their videos. I love what they're doing. Uh, their PIO or whoever decided, hey, we're going to, we're going to start putting these videos out to show people. Like, kudos to you because you guys got your, your shit together going on. 100%. No, a hundred percent. They are dialed in at what they do and they, they love what they do. Yep. So it definitely shows. It definitely shows indeed. Absolutely. Um, trucker tiller. Cause I know you, you're a truck company guy, but if you had to ride one or um, do you even ride a tiller? You might, I might not know. We, we don't, we have one on order. So we're going to have our first tiller in the County and that's, that's big news, brother. Um, but I, I would love to ride a tiller. Okay. Um, so I rear mount straight stick and now I'm on a rear, uh, not, I'm not assigned. Uh, we have rear mount tower buckets. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Just wanted to know, cause you know, everybody loves the bendy truck. So, oh, absolutely. Man, if you're a truck, <laughs> you gotta love you a tiller. <laughs> um, in your opinion, what do you think the American fire service can improve on? Investing in your people. And I'm not saying from like an admin standpoint because admin's going to tell you they're investing in you and they may or may not i don't know where you work my administration does a fantastic job um of investing in us and making sure we get what we need and uh top down top notch um invest like we talked earlier in your firehouse i think a lot of fire departments and people feel like they're missing out or they're like man we have no culture this and that invest in your firehouse first and i I guarantee you, your culture will grow if you invest in the people around you, and then you're going to start taking that to the other companies around you. It's going to grow. That's how culture is created. A lot of people want to just be somewhere that has culture, but what have you done to create culture or invest in those around you to even have the culture that you desire? I think that's that. that I think that's what's missing in today's fire services. Everybody wants there to be culture, but no one's willing to create a culture that they want if that makes sense nope nobody wants to put in the work or and it's because i i, I could 100 say this because I've, I've been a fireman everybody wants change like tomorrow like mm -hmm. you know what i mean you, you you say you want something and then you want to see the results tomorrow unfortunately that's not how it works in the fire service it's gonna take time you need to create buy-in and in order to create buy-in the individuals need to see that you are leading that buy-in so if you want change you need to be the person to start it and continue it and it's not going to happen overnight you need to come to terms with that it's going to take years but as long as you can do something to better yourself or your crew as you stated it starts within the four walls of your fire department so 100 facts and i'm telling you what i love about it is man i don't meet many people with your mindset this young like it's awesome it well, I appreciate truly, it, man. It is truly awesome. This is what the newer generation, that's what that's what you got to have. So whether that's 
go watch Stockton videos. Go watch PG <laughs> County videos. Go watch hey man, DC every, videos. Just every do- November, December, baby. That's the best time of year for fire porn. PG comes out with all their end of the year stuff. And uh, go see what some real gangsters be up to. Absolutely. I mean, that's what I do. That's what I continue to do. People think I'm eight up. They're like, oh, this isn't PG. And I'm like, I know it's not PG. I'm not saying it is. But their level of love and their craftsmanship and the the biggest takeaway for me is a lot of these busy PG departments are all volunteer. Mm-hmm. These dudes and gals will run circles around certain career fire departments. It's yeah. just their love of the job. Um, like 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 we talked earlier, you know, you've done several ride-alongs with Kentland. And I know I mentioned in Kentland on here, people are like, oh my God, this guy with Kentland. Until you go there to see it, you're just not going to understand. I'm not trying to blow smoke up anybody's rear ends. Kentland is the real deal, along with other places. I've been to Bladensburg, um, Hyattsville, College Park. They're all dialed in. They're all busy, and they all know what their function and role is. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And, uh, yeah, well said. Uh, Before we go, is there anything you want to let any of the listeners know you know it could be something you feel passionate about that you know i'm I'm, this is like i call it the shameless plug but a message you just want to give out there for anyone listening who is maybe struggling or is trying to find their way within the fire service um for the young guys uh like myself just keep being annoying uh ask the dudes in your firehouse to do things with you um don't let their lack of love or the job or their willing their willingness to just be like oh man i got a couple years left i want to ride it discourage you from trying to learn and better yourself and to the old guys just keep bringing up those young guys man we look up to you and we want to be like you one day hopefully i mean i don't know any any senior dude who's like man i hope these kids don't want to be like me when i get older like we're, we're your kids, man. Like we're the next generation of the fire service. And we want to be like you, we want to make it 20 years, 25, 30 years and go to fires and then teach the next generation how to be firemen. So this is your opportunity, like to do that. You have all the power in the world to teach these young guys what you're pissed off that they're not knowing. So go teach them. Yeah. Well said, well said. And I, I have to throw this out there because I know I mentioned all these departments. I'm sure there are kick-ass departments out there that just aren't on the social media presence. Um, But I think if you are one of those departments, man, that's like the greatest thing you could do because it attracts young individuals to go, oh, I didn't know that this place is busy like this. And then, you know, they might live in your area. Let them, you know, it just brings attraction. Like you mentioned Bedford, uh, Smithfield. uh, I believe that's the white trucks over in Smithfield. Yeah. Uh, Any Virginia... Yeah. Yep. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, A lot of Virginia departments, uh, Maryland, you know, around that area. It's just it's just the culture there. So, um, like I said, hopefully I didn't offend anybody with that, but I'm sure there are departments out there and organizations that we just don't know about because they're just not on social media. So it's I can only speak to what I know. Um, So, yeah, man. But uh, Miles, man, it's been great. I appreciate having you on. Appreciate you accepting the invite. Um, this is great talking shop. And like I said, man, with individuals like you, I believe fire services is in great hands, man. I appreciate it. It was incredibly humbling to be asked to come on here. So I appreciate the opportunity, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Absolutely. If any of the listeners out there are or know of a great firefighter who embodies the principles of 
being a great communicator, goal-oriented, hardworking, humble, passionate, and professional, regardless of rank, career, or volunteer, contact me at studentofthegamefirepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay focused, stay committed, and stay safe.